Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Monica Packer from About Progress, and this is A Growth Spurt, a short episode where I share a bite-sized way you can increase your progress today. A few weeks ago, I was meeting with my Strive Hive members. Now we get together usually once a week to just discuss the topics that come up in the podcast. And a couple weeks ago, we were discussing self-compassion. And one Strive Hive member asked a really important question. She said, can you take self-compassion too far? Now, I asked more about what she meant, and she gave a couple examples. And from her examples, my answer was, yes, you can. And here's what that can look like. And here's what you do about it. And we also had incredible um, other advice from the woman in the Strive Hive, too. So I wanted to talk about this today. A few weeks ago, I uh, re-aired a podcast episode I recorded for Common Kindness. I love their podcast. And it was my journey through uh, leaving behind shame and moving more towards self-compassion and how that expedited my personal growth and development. And that concept of self-compassion really can change so much for women. Compassion is one of the three foundational values that I use in my coaching because it matters so much. 
and teaching women how to have compassion towards themselves as they're moving through the mess of progress. But of course, any virtue can be taken so far that it becomes a vice. And even something as beautiful and wonderful as self-compassion can be taken too far and become something that is actually working against us. Here's two big ways I often see that coming up. One is when we find ourselves enabling ourselves more than validating ourselves. Self-compassion is totally built on validation, right? Being able to say to yourself, it's okay, you're having a hard time, Uh, let me help you understand why you shouldn't shame yourself, you're human. But that, again, can be taken too far and move more towards enabling, enabling lack of action or a lack of persistence. Um, and, and even when I'm saying this, I'm finding myself hesitating because I still feel like this is loaded, right, to even hear because our tendency to blame ourselves tends to override self-compassion so greatly that it's hard for me to even say it can be taken too far, but it is true though. And so that's one thing to pay attention to. Is your self-compassion being taken so far that it's more about you enabling yourself to stay on the sidelines of your life, then that's a problem. The second big way that I see self-compassion being taken too far is when you start or actually don't even get started, but you resort to apathy. So even more than enabling yourself to just stay stuck, you don't even try because you're discouraged. You think, what's the point? It's not even going to work. Things are too impractical right now. Um, I never change. So I'm just going to stay here and just tell myself, it's okay. You're not one of those people that can grow. It's okay. You're one of those people that can't do this. And that to me is like an extra juicy and very layered Um, way that self-compassion can be taken too far because it's hiding a lot of fears and other things that we do to ourselves. So regardless of where you feel like you are, whether you're leaning more towards enabling yourself or apathy, if you can pay attention to it and you notice when it's happening, here is what I would like you to do. And this is also for those of you who just kind of want to be able to figure out, is this self-compassion or is it me being taking self-compassion too far? So if you have that question in mind, or if you know you're already doing it and you need some help navigating it, here are three big tips for you. The first involves zooming out, which is a a tool and a method that I use with my coaching clients. We zoom out. That means we get a big bird's eye view, an objective view of what's really going on. And when you do that, you kind of think about, well, what is happening here? What is the truth? What are the circumstances in my life? What's happening within my season, my responsibilities, and and my personal like inside life, like my spirituality, just to kind of collect information and understand the full context. And as you do that, then, um, you know, that actually is its first of four tips. So that's the first tip. Zoom out, get objective, get the context. The second tip is after that, I want you to circle back to the bigger whys that you had behind this pursuit in the first place. Let's say that you really wanted to prioritize your hobby of watercoloring, and it just hasn't been happening this year, but you know that this matters to you, and you've kind of forgotten those still. You've you've lost the motivation. Circle back to why did this matter to me? 
why did I care about this so deeply? Why did the, the, the um, effect of this work matter so much to me? As part of that, I also want you to connect this, this pursuit back to your values too, of who you, who, what matters to you and who you are. So with watercoloring, maybe it's like, I really value creating in my life. Creativity is a huge part of who I am. And that's connected to my why of, I wanted to connect back to myself while doing this watercoloring. So yes, it will take time out of my busy life. It will require someone else to step up within my household to help manage some responsibilities. But this deeper why and the values that they connect back to, that is what I need to remember so that I can come back to being compassionate still towards myself, but also giving myself that kick in the pants to get started on it and to prioritize it. So that first step was zoom out. Second step was circle back to the whys and values. The third is to consider a new way of working on this pursuit. So because you've taken stock, like you've done the zoom out, you have some context, which also means you're going to be able to clearly define for yourself whether or not your plan was realistic to your life in the first place. And that's where compassion can come back in, right? Where you can say, hmm, I can see why this watercoloring class isn't working for me. It's because I had to travel for an hour or it's because it was um, every week when I just need once a week, I just need a drop-in class um, or it just was uh, not the right teacher for me. Get, you know, with that information in mind, you can now consider a new way. And this is where you give yourself the compassion again to allow your plans to change, allow it to look different than you originally started with. So that third step was to consider a new way. And then the fourth and final step is to take action with a win in mind. You you create a small win. I'm going to go back to another acronym I taught you um, a couple weeks ago when I talked to you about creating a win-win with your trade-offs. One of those, one of those wins stands for what's important now. And this came from one of our community members who told me about this acronym and I loved it so much. So when you take action, you do that with a win in mind. What's important now? What's the next step? And as part of that, what's important now, you're creating a small win, not a huge one. You're working on taking action on what's important and to do so in a way that it's small and something that you can reasonably do. So those four steps were to zoom out, get an objective look in your life, two, circle back to the bigger whys and connect back to your values, Three, consider a new way of working on this pursuit. And four, take action with a win in mind. One last note on this. I would honestly still err on the side of compassion, especially as women, because we are really entrenched with the the shame and blame mentality a lot. We tend to blame ourselves more than being too compassionate. So if there were a side to err on, I would still say compassion is the better side to err on. But yes, it's still okay to be aware of when it's not helping. Before I sign off, I want to do a progressor spotlight. This is from Lisa at Money Fit Moms. And I was talking about the comfort zone on Instagram. And I love what she responded with this. She said in college, she did a vulnerability challenge with her roommate, where we had to do one uncomfortable thing every week, something we wanted to do, but just felt too intimidated to do. She says, for example, I never had my makeup done by a professional because I felt embarrassed by my acne and thought they'd judge me for not being fancy enough. 
I had a great experience and I've since gone back to get my makeup done for holiday parties, family photos, etc. I don't even think twice about it. Stretching to grow for the win. I love that boost if you need to get uh, out of your comfort zone and move into your discomfort zone for yourself a little bit. Uh, Thank you so much, Lisa, for that incredible comment. I'm really grateful that you are here. Remember to submit a rating and review, especially an Apple podcast to be automatically submitted to our giveaway this month to celebrate six years. Thanks for listening. Now go and do something with what you learned today. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.